Welcome to the Troy Kearns Podcast, where we talk all things real estate, business, and entrepreneurship. Today, I'm with a very special friend, Sierra Dominic from Wardell & Holmes. She is a realtor, investor, business owner, uh, awesome, hilarious. So Sierra and I have got to know each other because you had a property for sale right down the road, and we decided to do a video on it, yep. and it went viral. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Tell us about who Sierra Dominic is, where you're from, what you're all about. Yeah. Um, so my name's Sierra Dominic, and... <laughs> I'm a pet hater. And, <laughs> um, so I grew up in Smithville, Missouri, went to Mizzou for college and got a hospitality and business degree. Okay. Yep. Graduated in three and a half years and came back to Kansas City and then um, started my own Mary Kay business and just did that for about three and a half years and grew a team and did that whole thing and then um, started working in real estate in 2019 with Wardell and Holmes and I've been here ever since. So in terms of when you started with going at Mizzou, yeah. you said you went for restaurant and hospitality. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, so to be completely honest, I hated school. And I went to college to have some fun and play volleyball. Um, okay. So I played volleyball my first year. And so your why was volleyball? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't really love college athletics, so switched to not playing sports and then just focused on school and work. And I got jobs and event departments and just really focused on that while I was there. Um, but I had such a background of event planning already because I was involved in student council and everything I could be involved in in high school and everywhere. And so I knew I already knew how to do it. So why not get a degree in it? Because it'd be easy. So you went, went to college because it was easy and you wanted to have fun. I thought. <laughs> okay. Um, so it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. Um, I, I, I mean, the degree was tougher than I thought it would be. Um, but I, I figured it out. Well, you said three and a half years. It didn't yeah. take me three and a half years. It took me like five years, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I did it pretty quick. I knew I wanted to get out of there because I had a lot of big goals and aspirations that I wanted to achieve. So like what kind of goals and what kind of aspirations were I mean, well, it, I know you just said also that you started Mary Kay, which just kind of blew, yeah. my, blew my non hair back. But uh, like, sure. yeah, I was like, okay, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know yeah. you went to school. I didn't know you went to Mizzou. You're only how old are you? I'm 25. So you're only 25. Like I graduated when I was 24. Yeah. And you've already gone through college, been out, had your own business, mm -hmm. now have your other own business, played volleyball. Yeah. And so how did you get into Mary Kay? So my mom's done it for about 30 years. Okay. She drives pink Cadillac and everything. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. She loves it. Um, she's amazing at it. Okay. And so I just kind of saw how that changed her life and how she changed other women's lives. And I'd always use the product. So why not sell what people wash down the sink? Oh, that sounds like it might be a um, slogan of theirs or something. It was kind of mine. Is it? So <laughs> yeah. why do you say, why not sell what people wash down the sink? Well, I mean, think about like, if you sell Pampered Chef, like somebody's going to use their Tupperware and they're probably going to use that Tupperware the rest of their lives or, you know, however long, 15 years, 20 years. But I had clients just constantly washing their product on the sink and running out. So I ah, always had a passive income. Okay. I they see what you're saying. They always needed more product. I'm thinking like literally they're buying it and they're oh. washing it down. You're saying they're putting <laughs> no, like it on their face. No, they put it on and they just wash it down. You put on makeup, you wash it off every day. So sell something that you're going to need more of. Right. Yeah. You're, just you're, like your real Your clientele estate. will always keep coming back to you. Yeah. So you recognize that right away. Mm-hmm. And so why are you in real estate then? <laughs> because everyone needs a house. That's true. Everyone needs somewhere to live. Um, right. So 
with Mary Kay, it was just the the culture of the company was awesome. I love being involved in that. I love not getting a job right out of college or a job like where I went to a corporate nine to five. Right. Um, I always wanted that freedom and flexibility. So that's just kind of the route I took. And I interviewed for jobs and applied for many jobs and didn't get them when what I was What kind of jobs were you interviewing for? Was I it in really your degree? Want, yeah. I wanted to be um, like someone who coordinated wine tastings and stuff. Salmonier? Maybe. I don't know. Was I like Som- applied Somnier? with eGallows, like some big fancy company and okay. never heard back from them. So after that, I called my mom. I was like, what do I do? I'm graduating in 20 days and didn't have a job. And she's like, well, try Mary Kay. And it worked out. So you were like, okay, I went and spent all this money in college yeah. or mom did or someone did or it got yeah. paid for. I got a volleyball scholarship. I'm not sure which one it was, but I paid for it. You paid for it yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you we have that in common. Was that like rewarding for you or do you feel like you got ripped off? I think it's a touchy subject. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so- I don't know. It's so controversial because like, I think that it was a waste of money for what I did. Right. Me too. And I see the benefit and I see why some people need degrees and why it's important that there is school and structure, but you don't need it for every degree. So having said that, career. would you have gone and if you would recreate your life, would you have Besides having all the fun and having all the college and stuff, would you have just like said, I'm going to go meet people at Mizzou and go party there? Or would I go through and get a degree again? Do you feel like you learned anything? Yeah, I'd do a degree again because I learned what I didn't want to do, I think. What was that? Get a job. Like get a a job where I feel trapped or stuck for 30 years in the same job to get a little retirement and hit a wall and that's where you're at. You sound like you know that information pretty early on in life. Who told you all that stuff? How did you figure that out so young? I didn't I don't think I even knew that when I was 24 or 5. I knew I wanted to be rich, but I didn't know yeah. I, didn't, I thought it was through a job. Yeah, I don't know. Um I think that I just watched my mom and dad and how they ran their lives. They're both entrepreneurs and so they always had freedom. We always had a really awesome lifestyle and a lot of fun growing up. So I just wanted to be able to give that to myself and my family in the future. And I knew that setting limits wouldn't get me to where I needed to be. After doing Mary Kay for like three years ish, I wanted to get a nine to five because I didn't like always having to be on. Right. So I wanted to try and experience that structure of, okay, I go to work, I go home and then I get to do what I want. And then that's when I got my admin position with our brokerage. Okay. So we just naturally kind of fast forwarded. So you got out of Mary Kay, you're kind of sick and tired of being pulled every different direction and wanting to just have hours. Yeah. And I still do Mary Kay full time. (laughs) I didn't even know that. (laughs) Yeah. So you're still, so did you kind of get in here with like, I'm going to hawk all these ladies, Airbnb? (laughs) Or I'm going to hawk all these ladies, Mary Kay? Initially, that's what I thought. I was like, wow, this is a women, like an office of all women. I can give them all facials and like work here and it'll be so fun. Uh So, I mean, you always got to think about that though. Right. And so you're still selling Mary Kay. So Mm -hmm. if somebody's interested in buying Mary Kay, how do they get a hold of you? They can text or call me or go to my website. It's marykay.com backslash S Dominic. Okay. And then how do you spell that last name? Because I think it is kind (laughs) of complicated. Yeah. Think of it. Do Miniac. D-O-M-I-N-I-A-K. Okay. Yeah. And what's your phone number? 816-519-3762. And are you on Instagram in case somebody wants to get a hold of you too? Yeah. So I don't do a whole lot of marketing with my Mary Kay because I'm focusing more on real estate now and servicing those clients. But um, you can find me at Sold by Sierra KC. Okay. So you initially came in here as an admin person. So where did you find the ad and how did you find uh, Wardell and Holmes? Yeah. So I found them on, I believe it was indeed.com. Okay. Um, it was just a posting for a job and it said, 
every day would be different. Like there'd be random tasks, there would be office work, um, nine to five were the office hours. So I applied, I messaged, it was Andrea who I didn't know at the time, but she had emailed me some tasks to do. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell? How do I find what year this house was built? Right. And so I Googled how to find out what year houses are built and downloaded and paid for this like website where you look up property information (laughs) and emailed her back. And I was like, okay, it was built on XXX and blah, blah, blah. And it worked out. I came in for an interview and started, I think maybe two weeks later. All right. So what year was that? Mm, 2019 in March. 2019. And now you are not doing that anymore? Right. Now I'm the director of operations with the company. Okay. So that is your title. The dir- I didn't even know that. I yeah. could have like bow my hat a little bit when I come <laughs> no. in the front door. You're no. DO? <laughs> no. I, it's a fancy title, but I, I help with operations. I help Penny. I help Andrea. I've kind of seen that behind the scenes. I didn't really care to ask yeah. because I didn't think it was my business. But now <laughs> that you're on a podcast, everything is my business. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I like to be, I'm more behind the scenes now. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of run stuff behind the scenes. So you came in, you got the admin position. So you you pretty much worked directly for Andrea. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was her personal assistant and then also the brokerage assistant. So if I, can I just guess something? Sure. (laughs) Did you start wanting to get your real estate license after seeing a lot of her commission checks? (laughs) I think that helped. (laughs) I mean, that I was like, I'm making this and they're making what? (laughs) Right. And you're like, I could do this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was like within three months I got my license of working with Andrea. Did she tell you she had had to get your license? No. um, The plan was that I would get my license to assist her and to assist other agents in when you're an unlicensed admin, you're not able to answer um, on the phone certain questions about real estate. Right. So like if I had my license, I'd be able to service, you know, our clients better. So right. I got my license strictly to help and then did my first deal. And after that, I was hooked. Okay. That is a great place to jump into. So <laughs> if, okay. So first of all, Sierra is 25 years young. We're not going to say even old with that word. 20- <laughs> I've got eye wrinkles now. You do? Yeah. I'm using glasses now to read, to read my screen. So I think I got you beat. So the next 20 years. Maybe. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Especially those computers zap your eyes. So you went in, you're working for her and you're like, all right, three months in, I'm going to get my real estate license. And then how soon after that do you sell your first house? I want to say September that I was under contract for the first house. My It was weird though. Like my first couple deals, I did a commercial lease. Okay. I did a residential lease. Right. And then I did a house sale. So it was like... Where were the leads coming from? Um, from the company. There's a ton of leads that come through here. Oh, but... absolutely. Yeah. So the leads were coming through here. You got a commercial lease lead. She gave you that. Yeah. I mean, it was the weirdest thing I've ever... And still to this day, I'm like, what? Did I do that right? Like... <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know if if I'd be able to do that. I've I've got commercial properties. It's just a different kind of skill set. And I was helping the tenant. So the the landlord was also the agent and he was like, why are you involved in this? He's like, get you out of here. <laughs> I like had them come meet at the office and try to be super formal. And I was like, you have to sign this, this and this. And he said, no, I don't. And I was like, are you sure? Cause my broker said you did. <laughs> yeah. It there's was, so many, re- it's, yeah. you know what? That's, that's an interesting point to jump off on too. Like the amount of forms that you have to have people sign, oh, the yeah. amount of people like, especially like, like if you're working with like a major brokerage, like a Keller Williams or like mm-hmm. a, somebody's trying to protect their ass. Yeah. They will always give you like, all, like I'll have agents come to me all the time when I'm flipping home. They're like, my broker needs you to sign X, Y, and Z. I'm like, kiss my 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And There's a lot of So that must have been intimidating when that happened. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But you kind of just have to roll with it. So your first house, let's talk about that. Which yeah. one was that? Do you remember the address? I'm trying to remember. Um, I really don't. I th- was it an investor? It was a single family, and I, I think it was around two hundred and fifty to 300000 Okay. Um, so it was a really great first sale. I did the whole thing with Andrea, so my broker, she walked me through everything. We did it kind of as a team so I could learn. But yeah, it was, I mean, a shit show, to say the least. Right. Like, one of the, the house they ended up buying, I remember that I was so disorganized and didn't have any, like system or place or experience that like I my phone had died so <laughs> I couldn't get a hold of the clients on, right. my, on my way to the showing I was about 40 minutes late yeah um and I remember zip like I was flying and I flew right by the property and I see them all waving their hands and I was like oh my god I have to turn around and go back right there <laughs> and I just was going 60 yeah exactly um, <laughs> a little ace ventura pulling in there <laughs> My tires are like yeah. still smoking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the deal went well. I mean, they closed in 30 days. It was a great deal. So. so do you think a lot of those things that you thought were just in your mind? Probably. Right. Yeah. And no one really cared. Right. I mean, shit happens. and All the time. Every day. We're human. So I think your clients understand that. And if they don't, you don't want to work with them. Exactly. If they don't understand that, that's a great point there. So now you're three years into real estate. Mm-hmm. And you told me that mainly you're just helping new investors. Is that true? New investors and new first-time home buyers. So tell me about who you work with and why people choose to work with you. Yeah. So I work with a lot of people around my age just because I've got a pretty big sphere of influence and a lot of people are buying homes right when they're 22 to 25, 30. Are they? I'm, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. All my friends are. <laughs> oh, you must be hanging around with a good crowd. <laughs> yeah. Surround yourself with good people. My friends are in the people. bars. <laughs> well, we still do that too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, I've got quite a sphere of younger people buying homes, I feel like. And then we've got a lot of leads to come in the office for first time home buyers. Um, I work with quite a few sellers on the Kansas side. What does that mean? Kansas side? I'm not, I'm not, I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah. I don't know what, what, that, what are you talking about when you say Kansas so, side? Kansas city is a split city. We're in Kansas and Missouri. So okay. a lot of people think there's this big rival between the two sides of the state, but I love both sides and most people do. There's so many benefits on Kansas and so many benefits on Missouri. So I just got in with a couple investors on the Kansas side. So case Kansas city, Kansas that have a lot of listings and a lot of properties to renovate in this. So I've just been working heavily with them. Do you think Kansas City is a great place to invest? Yeah. I don't know if you know this. I moved my whole family up here no. because of real estate deals. <laughs> like, I mean, I believe it's an excellent opportunity. I wouldn't have moved, yeah. moved here because of it. Follow I fi- the Yellow Brick Road. Uh, yeah, 100%. I just felt like, you know, if I spent a couple of years in the Midwest, I could make some major moves. And um, when I look at it as like a through agent size because I have those eyes too even though I'm not an agent anymore I just gave my mm-hmm. license back to the state of Nevada you can have it but uh, <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> yeah, peace uh, um, but the thing is like out here I'm like man there's so many houses to flip like every yeah. it's like such a great place to invest are it you, is are you is, what, are, what are your investors buying right now it depends on which investor uh, okay yeah and I just I mean just to attest to that like Kansas City has so much history there's just a the lot the Shawnee tribe I think was the first tribe out yeah. here yeah. yeah we can go deep on yeah that, like lots that. of fur oh. trading 
Yeah, fur trading. In fact, the West Bottoms was the original place where how Kansas City was founded. It was founded on the West Bottoms. That's where those the river met and the convergence and the state line is. Yeah, and all the livestock was there. Yeah, they had a livestock exchange, which is now a a real estate play because it's now converted into an apartment building down Mm -hmm. by the West Bottoms. So that's cool. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of older homes that need help here still. And it's just an untapped market. Like there are tons of investors in Kansas City, but there are tons of houses. Would you say like thousands of houses? Yeah. Would you say tens of thousands of houses? Yes. I would probably say tens. I would say tens of thousands. If you incorporate like not just- In the greater- Kansas City area. Right. I mean, think not, of St. Joe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you look at Kansas City Metro. Now, when I first came out here, and this is 2020, so right yeah. when, or, or later 2019, yeah. you might have even taken the lead that came through on- I Z- think I actually, I was the first person to talk to you. Oh, you were? You called into the office. Oh, that's crazy. Now, we're, getting, now, we're, go, pretty... now we're going down the rabbit hole. Let's go. <laughs> I think that you called and I've transferred you to Andre or something. I, I can't remember. And then she, yeah, we'll have to look back and figure it out, but- yeah, I remember because, okay, yeah, I because I had text everybody and I was just checking out social media. Then I had just started like an Instagram yeah. account. And I was sending everybody the same message like I'm going to buy between 40 and 60 houses in Kansas City. And yeah, I think we were you said that we were the only ones to respond or answer. No. So I interviewed, I think probably let's just go through this because this is an important point. As you, you know, as an agent, yeah, this is very absolutely. important. So people always talk about it talks about takes to succeed. And when I sent that message, I bet you 90% of the people thought it was BS. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even Google my name to know that, oh my God, this guy sold a lot of properties and you know, whatever. But I would say that like I sent that message to probably 50 people and probably eight responded. And out of those eight, I think three followed up with me more than than two times. That's insane. Or Corey was the one that followed up with me the most. And that's who I ended up going with. Yeah. And how many homes have you bought with him? I think around 70-ish. Okay. 60 or 70. That's a career-changing client. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. And the reason I'm here is because, um, you know, when we went out, we went out with Andrea and Corey, and she obviously demonstrated that she was very, like yourself, involved with investors. Mm -hmm. It was like there wasn't any emotion. There wasn't like, oh, I need to sell this guy. 10 yeah. houses because right I, and there wasn't any desperation it was like we're gonna treat them right we're gonna earn the business and yeah that's what you do right yeah. that's why we um just did a video at one of your houses that you just sold yes. you want to talk about that one yeah so um i sold one i sold a house up on ellen lane right <laughs> i always have all the addresses memorized um yeah uh so you. yeah i sold that up by your new build Right. Which, how is that? So we are to the stage where we're putting on drywall. Oh, and okay. so drywall goes up on Monday and it was supposed to go up last Monday, but we had to make one change because the wife bought in, brought in a personal designer and then we decided to change the closets and one last little tweak. And before we close in the walls, we might as well kick it down one more week. Do I want, did I want to put drywall on that week and just say, forget it, let's go? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But I'd also be wanting to live at your house that you wouldn't have sold if I lived in it right now. But, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that was one of those things where when we first came out here, I just felt like, you know, we went and looked with Andre and she was trying to sell us a house really bad. I was like, I want to buy something out here. And then she ended up selling, I don't know if you remember her friend, Evan. Mm-hmm. That was the house 
I was on. Oh. That was the first house I was on. I was The try- house he bought? Yes. Wow. Yeah, that would so have been crazy. That was the one I was trying to buy. Yeah. And she's like, I'm like, I want this one. This is the one I want. Yeah. You know? And she's like, yeah, I have another person who's already like <laughs> buying it. Or he wasn't buying it, but I was, and I was yeah. like, oh, should I go around her and get this deal? I was like, no. <laughs> Calling the listing agent. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, we'll just play this one straight yeah, up the middle. That's fair. Yeah. I think it worked out good. But so then she tried to end up... Sh- going and looking at houses for us. And I just felt like, man, I got to build something. Yeah. And I'd been thinking about doing that in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And the price of dirt in Vegas is like a million bucks. Oh, and wow. you can't get 10 acres. Yeah. And so I was like, we started looking for land with her. And we were up in Gardner and all these other places. And then yeah. I started looking for land by the airport. Found that little gem up there by your and Ellen what? Lane property. You said like six minutes from the airport? Yeah, I think it's like... My it's speed, super. six minutes. If you're going like, probably, if you're driving like Sierra or I, it would be yeah. six minutes. If you're driving like most people, I think it's like eight to nine. Yeah. But yeah, I can get there in six. That's and awesome. Yeah. And so we're building that house and we're got our family up here. But um, you're yeah. actually from that area. Yeah. So I grew up like maybe 15 minutes from that area. In Smithville. What town? Smithville, Missouri. Is it we named got after the Smiths? <laughs> no. got, y'all got a lake? We all got a lake. Um, no, it's a very beautiful town. It's growing fast, rapidly. Um, there's this, I mean, they just added a Jimmy John's and that's a pretty big deal. (laughs) (laughs) They got a Jimmy John's out in Smithville. Are you, are you freaking... The kind of town that has a like a dollar general and a quick trip. So it's growing. But yeah, very beautiful How town. How many stoplights? It now has three, I think. Okay. One, it's like where two, I grew up. Yeah. Issaquah, Washington, where I grew up, had like one stoplight. Yeah. And literally... It's bigger. Literally right now, it's one of the biggest cities. Yeah. So Smithville could turn out to it be that. It has the potential too, because there's just so much land over there. Right. Um. So yeah, the house we sold right up by that area. Um. And it was in a rural area, so we could use... USDA financing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? So the reason that yeah. that's interesting, if you guys want to check out that video, so it's on TikTok, it's on YouTube, but we basically did a little video. We just said, let's go out, check out your property. I had seen her sign when I was out yeah. driving to my house and I was like, oh, Andrew's got a listing out here and it was, <laughs> it was you. And then we ended up doing a video on that. And then we ended up putting a little TikTok out about USDA financing, which Mm-hmm. It's important if you're listening to us right now, first of all, give Sierra a five-star review because <laughs> we're going to get into a topic that's very important uh, in just a second, why you should give her a five-star review. But one of the things about rural areas is most people don't even know about the USDA loan. Did, did you right. know much about it? I didn't prior to this property. I had heard of it and I knew what it was just from real estate classes and podcasts, but I had never experienced it firsthand. Right. Did How did that property sell? Um, they want conventional. Oh, yeah. Oh. So the buy the buyers, the the ones who bought it, it's their forever home. Right. Yeah, Is that's it? where they're gonna end up and live the rest of their lives. It's an older couple, so they're very excited. Um, but yeah, so USADA, it's so great because in these areas you can buy houses. I don't I can't remember we looked up the limit, but I don't remember the price point. Yeah, I think it was like three hundred and thirty ish. Yeah. Right. Um or so it might have been more. It, I think it's up to six or seven hundred. Well, we're just I don't remember. We're just speculating. We don't either even know way. That. Yeah. Google it. Either yeah. way, you get to use zero percent down. Right. So Which that's is like the best thing. What's the best way to get into a deal? Zero dollars down. Yeah. Not spending any of your own money. Right. Not spending sure. any of your own money. The other cool thing is you can actually develop with USDA financing. Mm-hmm. You can do like all sorts of development options. They're just like a HUD slash they got a big pot of money that they got to put out there. You might as well take advantage of yeah. it. Yeah. And they're just helping develop these areas. They want more people to live out there. 
the one topic I just wanted to jump into, and this is why I said it's so important to give her a five-star review, is you are in a world where it is mainly men. They call it the good old boys club a lot of times. You hear real estate, especially commercial real estate, you hear about it. It's the good old boys club. But women seem to dominate the top tier. Can you talk a little bit about your experience as a woman? Yeah. (laughs) Well, where do I start? Let's unpack this. Um, I have had ups and downs, of course, as a woman in our industry, and especially being my age, I'm a very young woman, so I I appear very inexperienced, I guess would just be the best one. Um, So a lot of times you'll get on the phone. Yeah, (laughs) young. Um, You get on the phone with these agents and men that have been in the company or in the industry for 10, 20, 50 years, and you get the sweeties and the honeys and the, well, I've been doing it for 50 years, so I know how to do this. And Now, if somebody calls you sweetie, are you offended by that? I'm not offended, but I just don't see the purpose always. Like yeah. I call my friends like, hey, dude, hey, bud, hey, sweetie, hey, honey, I guess. Yeah. I so don't. you just feel like it's inappropriate? Mm, yeah, in a way. Do you I think they're talking it's, down I think to you a little bit? I think it's belittling. I yeah, think definitely. Like yeah. they're showing like, oh, I've got, like I'm I'm a, the head honcho here. Right. And that's, I just feel like that's what it's used for. But I, I mean, you just can't take anything personally. Right. And you there's cannot. no reason to. Right. Especially someone calling you sweetie. Like if right. that's the worst they're going to call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. They, they could be calling you a lot worse things yeah. for sure. Yeah. So they're probably trying to be nice, but they yeah. may not be communicating it effectively. <laughs> yeah. So communication wise, like sometimes you, you have that. And then other than that, I haven't ran into many issues. You just have to kind of have and be willing to have some tougher skin. What do you mean by tougher skin exactly? That if you stay calm for your client and in your deal and don't freak out and have all these emotions and get emotionally attached to these properties, then your deal's going to go smoothly. That's very important information right there. Yeah. Is and it- I'm not I'm not saying that because I think women are so emotional. Men are emotional too. We all have emotions. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we might show, you know, different emotions, but <laughs> I think for any man or woman, just staying in control of who you are and keeping that peace throughout really helps you get through it. I grew up always being taught and told that women are capable of anything. And that's what I firmly believe in. I grew up in a very strong household with a very strong mother raising me and my dad supporting that. I would never have guessed that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just was always taught that there is nothing a woman can't do. It's the same as with man. So... I just never had that limitation set on myself that I'm going to get into real estate and not be able to do anything because I'm not a man. I just right. have never felt that way. And right. then I was in Mary Kay and that's obviously a cosmetic company that preaches women empowerment. Right. So taking all of that into real estate has helped guide me, I think, and right. not giving up too, because it's easy to be like just torn down and you get shut down. But I think that's what's helped me. When you mean torn down and shut down, do you mean like just from people? Just as a whole, like like it is a male-dominated industry and that can be intimidating. So it's intimidating as a woman sometimes when everybody else is a man. It can be. Yeah. Um, Or not everybody else, but a majority of the people. Okay. And And you just have to present yourself in a different way. Maybe you roll out of bed and you don't have to brush your hair and you can throw on your glasses and... A button up and you look professional but i have to get ready and do my hair and make sure my nails are done do my makeup i have to have on the right shoes i have to have on appropriate attire 
So women have so much more pressure to right. have this professional. That's true. It's totally true. Like yeah. you got to buy a nice purse. Yeah. You got to have nice nails. You mm-hmm. got to have your hair. And if you don't. Right. Then it's like, oh, well, she's a slob. I don't <laughs> Right. I think the same thing goes a little bit for men. Like yeah. if you are working with an agent who looks like he rolled out of bed right. and if it's a guy or if it's a girl, you know, obviously you're going to know the gal who doesn't know how to put her makeup on. You know, she put like blue uh, mascara yeah. on and you know, some Cute. big bright pink lips. Yeah. Stick. <laughs> Calling it good. Yeah. yeah. And then a scrunchie, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, I think you guys are held to a higher standard just from society. Yeah. But I don't feel like a whole lot of like, oh, you're a woman in real estate, like you're not going to be able to get the deal done. Right. As long as you back up what you're going to say and you follow through with what you're going to do, then I think that you build a reputation for yourself and the respect. If I was to tell you I thought you had an advantage, would you think that I was being um, like talking down to you? No. Because I've always thought this from a government standpoint, that if you're a minority, that's a woman-owned business. Mm -hmm. If you're a minority, uh, African-American, a Hispanic, You actually have a better chance of getting a government contract, a better Mm -hmm. chance of getting many contracts than I do as a white male. Yeah. And so if you're looking at yourself through the eyes of scarcity or saying, I'm a woman, I'm not going to get this, or I'm a black man, I'm not going to get this, then the government is looking at you a completely different way. They're looking at you as... We believe that you believe that, and therefore, we're going to give you this extra way to get in. Right. Yeah. And the government also sees that the general population has always geared more towards men, white men. That's always been a prevalent race. So they're giving more opportunity and trying to spread it out, I think. Yeah. So that's the way I was always felt like I'm like, people always say, well, I can't get a break because I'm this, because I'm that. Yeah, and and, and it doesn't sound like you're using that as something. Mm-mm. I think if you put that in your mindset as a limiting factor, then it yeah. will be a limiting yeah. factor. You limit yourself. Right. Like, oh, I can't do this because I'm a woman. No, I'm going to do it 10 times better because I am a woman. And I honestly think that women realtors, I prefer working with them. We're a little more organized. I'm just kidding. There Women is. have elevated emotions. What does elevated emotions even mean? Well, I would say that because of our hormones, we actually do have heightened emotions. Like you feel other people's feelings? No, you don't. It's not other people's emotions. It's yours. It's your own. Yeah. You feel your own emotions. Yeah. Okay. And but f- that leads into the yoga thing. Like, Let's if, go there. If you are taking care of yourself and taking care of your body and your mind and your spirit, you are not going to feel all of these crazy heightened elevated emotions and have these dips and ups and dips and ups because you have already centered yourself. Centering yourself. So why did you start getting into yoga? I got really big into my health over the last year. Um, what happened? So back last year, 2021, in February, I went to the doctor because I wasn't feeling good and had just really, I mean, I wasn't treating my body well. I wasn't feeling with good energy. I was drinking a lot, um, wasn't sleeping well. So I went to the doctor. I said, what's up? Like, how do we figure this out? And I got, I figured out I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay. And so basically it just um, hurts your fertility. It messes with your hormones. It causes like male pattern hair growth on your body. Like, oh, wow. yeah, it's all kinds Exciting. of, yeah, it's super fun. I love it. <laughs> love it. Um, and it just affects your body and the way right. it works properly. Right. So I figured that out and they said the, the first thing to do is get your health right. And that's going to help your hormones level out. So okay. started, you know, I went and met with a nutritionist. I went and met with the personal trainer. I went and met with, um, a holistic healer and, and I just really started to like discover what works for me. What, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to fit real estate in and running a business and 
you know, my social life and everything and then also eat well. Right. Like I didn't understand how to do that. Right. So I had to really like reconstruct my view of that. And so I did all that and then I jumped into this thing called 75 Hard with Oh, Jacob. I'm just thinking about that. I, I don't Ooh. even know what it's about right now. Just tell me what it's about. Do because- it. Um, so it's with Andy Frisella and or Frisella. He has a podcast and all the things. So um, you can Google it and all the information comes up. But basically what it is is 75 days of challenging you to be the most mentally tough you can be. Okay. So you have to, for 75 days, follow these tasks. You have to work out twice a day. You have to follow a meal plan. Okay. You have to, and it can be any meal plan. Like mine was, I'm going to- McDonald's? <laughs> any healthy meal plan. <laughs> Got it. I was going to not eat bad. I was going to not eat fast food, no processed foods, no sugars, no anything that was bad for me. I wanted whole good foods, produce, everything that was going to be good for me. Workout twice a day, meal plan, 100 ounces of water, and then um, you have to take a progress picture every day, read 10 pages of your book, and then, gosh, there's one more thing. Oh, no alcohol. No alcohol. Yes, sorry. Okay. What about marijuana? That's not on the list. Okay. So you can, you got... No alcohol. And I actually emailed them about that. Oh, did you? I did. I emailed for a friend. Them for friends. Because <laughs> I was curious for my friends if they wanted to partake. But they said if you wanted to challenge yourself harder to cut it out. Okay. But it doesn't. It's up to you. Because Andy Frisella, the guy who runs it, he's uh, he, he promotes smoking. I mean, right. he's a big smoker. So Okay. Was it hard? Yeah. Okay. Tell it was me. the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. The, the hardest thing you've yes. ever done? Why? Because it's 75 days of keeping yourself accountable. I mean, no one else knew if I didn't take a picture of myself. No one else knew if I had a cookie, but I did. Right. For 75 days. Right. No one knew if I had a sip of alcohol, but I did. Yeah. And I didn't. <laughs> but I did. I, but I, I did. did. <laughs> it's like a double one time. I knew it, but I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, just once. Yeah. Andy, sorry. <laughs> I, I just smelt it, okay? Uh, but yeah, it was just tough. I mean, working out for 45 minutes a day is hard. I mean, working out for 45 minutes once is hard, but twice, I mean, that seemed impossible. And one of those workouts has to be outside. Okay. And I did it from October 18th, I believe, to um, December 31st. So and I, it's warm in Missouri and Kansas super City. Super warm. Right. So I think the coldest it was on one of our outdoor exercises was about negative 10 degrees. Right. So I was like all bundled up and like walking my dog all pissed off. Uh, like, why am I doing this? Yeah, I is... know I can do this. <laughs> I don't need to prove it to do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, but it was just, it really makes you mentally tough. And after I felt invincible. You did? Yeah. I... So, so you did the whole thing. You did it 75 days. Did you miss one day? Mm-mm. <sighs> That's yeah. tough. I guess, I mean, I didn't take a picture. And that was like the only task I thought was really irrelevant. Because you have to take a progress picture. Right. So I missed that. So that's why we're doing it again to like make sure we do. Oh, you're wanting to make sure that you got every single thing this time. Mm-hmm. So was there any sort of like transformation physically, mentally? Uh, yeah. Any sort of statistics that you could share with us? I don't have statistics, but I, I'm down 42 pounds since last that's February. That's the kind of statistics okay. I'm talking about. So you're down 42 pounds. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of weight. I didn't know you. Were, I didn't know I weighed that much. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I just stopped eating bad and exercising, and it really worked. What are you eating now? Now I eat. I mean, eggs for breakfast sometimes, or oatmeal. Um. I eat a lot of chicken, a lot of rice. What did you cut out? Um. Processed foods, quick foods like easy microwavable meals, stuff like that. Yeah, you better just throw us in the trash. I'm like, all right, 70. <laughs> and I also, like, <laughs> on the other end, too, like, I was in such an inconsistent um, schedule that I wasn't eating every day and right. I wasn't eating all my meals I needed to. So I just wasn't nourishing myself enough. And 
this whole program just totally switched that. So are you feeling your body all the time now? Are you putting like lots of food in or are you eating? No, I'm still out. Of, um, I would say probably like 12 to 1400 calories. Um, I what? don't track super heavily on anything. I just eat till I'm not hungry. Right. And I just like try and be intuitive about it. I don't try and lay in bed and eat 15 cookies. <laughs> I mean, it happens. You've been following me. It happens every once in a while, but, um, it's all night eating. Yeah. Right? And it, it's all moderation. Right. You I just mean, gotta go to bed. Yeah. That's the key thing. Yeah. Just, just go to you bed. You don't need a cookie. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. <laughs> you don't need that last cookie. Yeah. But the only reason we did 75 hard, and I say we, cause Jacob, my boyfriend did it with right. me. Um, we did it because we knew that we needed a change in our lives mentally. Like this challenge was going to take us to the next level to be disciplined in our businesses. Did it? Yes. And how did he do? Good. Um, I mean, his his company's doing great. Um, we've got nine projects scheduled right now for landscaping, and we're about to kick off the summer of mowing. And... Are you running that business too? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the running. The way you're talking, but you're doing a lot of this. Yeah, we have 50-50 ownership in it now, so I wow. try and help with the admins. Watch out for Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> I try and help with the admins. Watch on <laughs> Hey, I keep my, my everything in a row. Um, we, I, I like trying to help with the marketing admin stuff. And then he's out with the crew and doing the jobs and we just got our first shop. So you've got, now you're picking up some big clients. Yeah. So you've got a real estate business, a makeup business and a landscaping business. Mm -hmm. And you're 25 years old. Mm -hmm. That's why we're having you on the show. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. I mean, at 25, like I said, I was drinking pretty heavily, st yeah. still working at Red Robin. And I think I got a job at the radio station, was just starting my sales career. And you've already got three businesses that you own. So tell me about how you got to yoga. How did, was that part of the... Yeah, 75 hard. I knew I needed two workouts a day and right. I couldn't lift weights every day. I, I'm just not a weightlifter. I don't love it. Right. So I need to mix it up. So I went and found a yoga shop by where I coach volleyball Right. and started doing that once or twice a week. And now I just got hooked. So what hooked you about it? Going and having an hour to turn my phone off. Really, wow. really love that. Right. Because um, I'll go to the gym and work out and maybe I get on the stair stepper, but I'll work the whole time I'm on it. Right. Or if I'm lifting weight, you know, you have your phone, so you're always working. But right. there, I know I'm going to shut down. So it's more of a mental workout. Right. And I love being balanced. Like, I love, like, f like physically, I love, like, being able to, like, balance on one foot. Right. <laughs> I think it's, it's like the, so cool. Do they ever do the, uh, the scenario where they're talking about, like, you're the tree and the yeah. more that you shake, the more you're getting your roots into the ground. And yes. that's truly true. It's yeah. And you like, like shake your limbs. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like, you know, like I can tell you today I did yoga. I did the power two at power and life at seven, which is late for me. I try to do it yeah. like five forty five. Oh wow. Okay. And it changes the way I feel like yeah. I, I go in there and not only am I getting flexible, like I mm -hmm. never could touch my toes. Yeah. And, and now I'm like, I can touch my toes. Yeah. And so like now I'm looking at like, whoa, I'm not just, I'm getting old, but I'm actually in better shape now at almost 45, at 45 <laughs> than I was at 25, mm -hmm. which is crazy for me. And so that's the, my yoga journey so far. Yeah. And I, I don't know if what your experience is, but my teacher just preaches like, this is your practice. Like right. you come here and if you're trying to get a sweat, like do the workout to get a sweat. But if you're here to relax, like, and your body needs rest, like do that. Yeah. So I really love that they're guiding a you. Yogi, a yogi yeah. field. Yeah. They're, that's totally a good point that you brought up right there is that like, like yoga preaches, like it's your mat, it's your time, it's your space, be present, be in the moment, forget about everything else that you've got going on yeah. and try to be a better person. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of like the whole mantra, right? Yeah. And then breathe in to your poses and stretch out. And it's like you get this almost 
like out of body experience as your body's twisting and turning over like a 45 minute or a 90 minute class. Some of these yeah. classes are, oh, yeah. that are just, Those in are t- tough. That, yeah, they're t- they're, <laughs> I mean, I could tell you one thing. What do you think is tougher? Uh, yoga or weightlifting? Yoga. <laughs> what do you think is tougher? Yoga or running? Yoga still. And well, running depends how far, but yoga. It, because it's that isolated time that you, you can't, you can't fake it out there on the mat. No. That's why they know you, they don't need right. to tell you to compare yourself to anybody else because yeah. Everybody can see what you're doing. And I, I just feel like you can really apply everything you learn in yoga in your real life. I mean, like we talked about in your real estate right. business in your day to day, like right. making sure you're present. That's a right. huge thing. Like now I set my phone down and I'm more present with people versus thinking like I've got to stay attached to this phone. Like everyone's calling. But well, you're you can, from that era too, right? Yeah. Like we're like, did you grow up with a phone? Um, I got a phone when I was, I think 14. 14. Yeah. And so, I was a purple flip phone. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. But I mean, Apple came out with the iPod in 2005, mm-hmm. so you would have been nine. And so yeah. then the iPhone kind of got bit in 2007. Yeah. And so you, yeah, I mean, you pretty yeah. much grew up with the iPhone. Right. Yeah. I grew up with devices and screens and computers. I mean, everything. So it's hard to, and I watch people like, I know you do too, like when you're going to the gym and like that guy just walks around like his phone's walking him. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, that's so stupid. Like, I know. go give yourself the time. Like when I go to the gym, I try to make a conscious effort of leaving my phone in the car. Unless I'm playing like just going to leave it in my pocket and play music the whole time or podcasts or whatever. It's gone. Yeah. And which, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I love my phone and technology and I think it's great. But like that is something that hinders our generation is that like you go to lunch or dinner with somebody and everyone's on their phone the whole time. Or if you go meet clients, like we're on our phones or, you know, everything's so technology based now. And I just would love to take that away some moments. And it's yoga has just taught me that that is okay. Right. (laughs) It's taught you that it's okay, that you're not going to die. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I always tell people, man, it's really that important. Mm -hmm. Call me like these, all these texting and stuff like this these days where like people are like, especially, and I'm going to hate on your generation a little bit, but are you Gen Zer? I don't know. I think you are Gen Z or Gen Y. Yeah. I think you might be Gen Z. I'm not a millennial. Yeah, you're not. You're past millennial. You're you're Gen Z or Gen Y. I think Gen Z. Yeah. So like Gen Z has this thing of like, like, let's say we're at the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are you at? I'm meeting you. Let's go. Like, pick up the phone and call them. Like, it's easier to give directions versus going back and forth. I will text people and say, is now a good time to call? And that is stupid. Why don't I just call? I do that and I hate it. <laughs> I hate when people say, call me. Yeah. You call me. <laughs> you call me. That's why. Yeah. Call me. Why? <laughs> yeah. If you can text me, you can probably text me the question right. or you can call me. Exactly. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just to kind of summarize, you're now real estate. You're working with all these salespeople. Are you making any investments yourself? Yes. Can we talk about those? Yeah. So Jacob and I bought our first house in 2020. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. We got it right before the elevated market with no inventory. So we bought our house with no other offers on it, um, which is awesome. What and city? Kansas City. So you're in the city? Yeah, in Briarcliff. Briarcliff is on your way to Smithville, right? Yeah. I do Highway 9? Yeah. Good job. Damn, I'm nice. Yeah, it's right north of North Kansas City. So yes, I think I passed by there on the daily. Like 169 passes through there as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right through there. And there's the village on one side, and then I live on the older. That's a good area. Oh, you got yeah. a lot of uh, biking trails it. and stuff yeah. down there by the river. Yeah, and I I envision it becoming kind of like the next prairie village, just based off of how the area is laid out and like 
the older homes, the big trees, the wide streets. It's got a lot of like little pockets of coffee shops. And so let's talk about that investment. How much yeah. did you pay for your house in Briarcliff? So we paid 140, I think it ended up being 143. And we got a furnace, a brand new furnace, right. about $3,000 of other miscellaneous repairs. Because when we got on, uh, done with our inspections, I kid you not, Jacob typed up two page document of items he wanted taken care of or we were canceling. And I was like, is he an engineer? No, he's very like particular. And I was like, we, this is a great house. We're buying this house. If we don't buy this house, we're not going to get a house. Like we're buying this house. And if he, if he didn't understand that, I'm sure he did later because guys, <laughs> we always know who makes the decisions on the home purchases. So I'm sure that list ended up going in the well, circular file. It went to the agent and I would have never for any other client ever been like, Hey, I've got two pages of repairs we want yeah. because no one's going to go for that, especially in our market now. But right. we sent it and there I was like here's this or we're gonna cancel so you decide and they're like we can do this 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 and this and I got more out of it than I ever thought we would which is a great tip yeah ask for everything yeah it's always a no until you ask it's always a no until you ask mm -hmm. but in your mind it was already a no yeah before you asked yeah absolutely so we got it for thank one you Jacob yeah thank you Jacob um, got it for 143 so far we've probably put about 12,000 into it um, we redid the kitchen we've got a new roof we've been working on landscaping um, and right now as is we could sell it for about 180 to 185 Wow so it's already made you more money than probably any other investment that you've ever made in your life. Yeah. And um, plus I made a real estate commission as an agent off of it. Plus you got paid for selling the deal. What about other investments? Are you making any other investments right now? Yeah. So we bought a commercial property for our riverfront landscape company as well. Okay. Um, just a, a commercial shop with a lot and a couple garage doors and a little office space. So let's talk about that investment. Yeah. So that one, we paid 200,000 for that one. Was that conventional financing? We did a, I feel like it was a commercial loan. Was it an SBA loan? No, no, it wasn't. But I talked with somebody, I don't, maybe it was Andrea after we bought it and she's like, oh yeah, Troy's doing an SBA loan or maybe it was you. It might've been. To do commercial, to buy commercial. Yeah. If you all, if you could do owner occupant SBA, it's only 10% yeah. down. It's, um, it's, been nice. yeah, it's a good play because it's 20 grand, right? Versus yeah. probably 60. Yeah, we did 20%, so 40. 40 grand. Yeah, plus closing costs, which was about $5,000. How's that investment been? Great. Um, I mean, the shop, we bought it with all the contents, thinking that we would get some money out of the stuff we found in there. And right. so far, we found about 1,200 car mats um, and junk. Are those selling? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought, wow, okay, let's lines? let's get all these car mats and I'll post them for a dollar a piece. Like that's twelve hundred bucks right there. Yeah. And then after we started, like we had the dumpster and like we do all the work ourselves because we're still okay. we should, we enjoy that. We're young. Well, you're We've a got pretty hardworking lady. Like I see yeah. you assembling lawn furniture all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do that sometimes. Um, so we uh, we figured out that it's just really not worth our time or money to try and post that stuff on At Facebook. Dollar piece. Yeah. So we just buy in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> well, just in case, if anybody's listening right now and you've got like a junkyard and you need a lot of car mats, can they still get them from you? Well, I, I threw them away. Yeah, they're, most of them are in the dumpster, okay. hauled off. So we did one dumpster so far. We have to get another dumpster. We've power washed the whole building. This week we're working on the landscaping. Okay. And then next week we're going to rebuild the interior office. Right. And then we're also going to split the building in half eventually so we can rent out half and then keep half. All right. So is it a good uh, size lot? Yeah. Yeah, we've had um, I think two people so far drive by and ask if they could rent out the like just the lot part because the, the back of it has a huge lot 
And then while we were there cleaning up, we had three people stop by and ask if they could rent or buy it. So that's why we were like, well, we probably need to rent some of this and pay yeah. for the mortgage. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause our mortgage is like a thousand bucks and we could rent it for about three. 3000. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. So if you're listening right now and you're like, wow, it seems like she's been at this forever. You've only been at this for two and a half years with two and a half years. You've made two investments already. You've helped a bunch of people invest in how many houses have you sold in those two and a half years? Over 50, I think over 50 houses are most of them to investors. No, I'd say probably half and half with re- traditional and investment, which is a pretty good mix. Cause most people are selling. And some of those are listings too. So yeah. do you think real estate was a good switch for you? Yeah. Would you absolutely. go back to anything else? No. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in the next five years, 10 years? My goal when I started real estate, I told Jacob, I'd love to retire by 35. By that, I don't mean retire and not work ever again because right. I'm never going to stop working. I feel like I love work. I love people. I love the right. energy. But I'd love to not have to work if I don't want to by 35. Right. That's the choice. So your goal in 10 years is to be retired with passive income coming in? Mm-hmm. To have enough investments to pay for whatever we need. What advice would you give to someone, either someone young that's listening to this right now or watching us? What advice would you give that you wish you would have had when you were younger? Talk to everybody. Um, Even if you feel like they're not going to be your personality type that you like or the kind of person you want to drive with, listen to everyone, talk to everyone and never stop learning. Because even when you feel like, oh my gosh, I figured this out, you haven't. Right. And so don't be narrow minded. Yeah, absolutely. Always stay open minded. And I think that's something really big that Andrea taught me too, because I can be quick to judge someone and be like, oh, okay, they're not going to, you know, I, heard we, I was judged at one point in time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We've had some, I feel like there's been some weird feelings. I don't know. Nah, I just, I'm just very to myself. And yeah. people, people that people are off put by that all the time. I've been like, I got that I from, see that. I got that from, uh, one I forget who it was I think my pleasantries are not always the best and like in terms of like uh I'm very direct yeah and sometimes you gotta do the niceties and I don't like to do those because they are yeah not the most it's a lot of fluff it is yeah I got that with my um when I first started working and we were starting to crush it and in real estate and this girl used to always say good morning to me and I would never say it back <laughs> and like I guess she got really upset I'm never saying good morning to that guy again <laughs> right and that kind of yeah. like and I think Andre mentioned she's like are you being mean to Sierra and I was like no <laughs> you know what I mean and, and so well, it was something like that I was like well maybe I need to just be nicer yeah and I think that's something that helps that, yeah <laughs> it's something that no but I'm just saying like in general like um, when you said that, it made me think of like, yeah, I think that I all uh, people judge you like you might judge somebody else. And it's just like they might be in their own world doing whatever. And I think that's great information, like saying like, hey, even the guy holding the sign up at the freaking stop sign can teach you something. Oh, absolutely. He knows how to get food probably yeah, for nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do anything. He's probably fed and has somewhere to sleep. So. Right. Definitely, that would be my advice. Just stay open-minded and always stay learning. Always stay learning. Uh, Talk to everybody. Yeah. And don't put a dollar on people. Like, I feel like that's something a lot of real estate agents get stuck on is like, okay, they're going to buy a house for $300,000. i am going to make this much money and then blah, 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 blah. But like every client needs to be treated the same way. Like whether you're buying a $30,000 house or you're buying a $3 million house, you are the same client. Is that come from Andrea? Mm Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where I learned. Yeah. She does do that pretty well. Yeah. And that's how every person should learn that. I feel like, right. because 
you cannot go through life and just think you're above everyone because of what you have. We are all here doing the same thing. Right. Nobody's breathing different oxygen. Right. We all put our pants on the same way. <laughs> Some <laughs> we all have to buy our orange juice somewhere. That's right. Whole Foods. <laughs> they are selling me like rotten orange juice lately. Like I drank one today that was like halfway spoiled. But have I you ever st- had a rotten tomato? Yeah. I hadn't until recently, and yeah. I opened it. It was green. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm a little bit caveman-ish, I think, in terms of, like, certain things. I just, like, you know, rather than go and argue with a lady for the three ninety nine for the orange juice, I'm just going to drink it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, same. <laughs> you know, because I tried it last time. I was like, yo, last time I was here, I was like, it was spoiled. She's like, do you have your seat? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> no. I'm like, all right, forget it. So we'll just keep buying spoiled orange juice. But that's just to Jeff Bezos if he's listening right now. Like, buy Do a lot better of better orange juice. <laughs> yeah, like check your labels. Make sure you're born on dating is right. So okay, that's great. What other? Awesome. And if you're a woman out there and you're specifically listening to Sierra right now, what words of encouragement would you offer? Don't set any limitations for yourself. Although it's hard, just don't. Okay. Um you are able to accomplish whatever you put your mind to and follow through with what you say you're going to do. Follow through with what you say you're going to do. That's going to be what people remember you for. Right. If I say, oh, I'm going to call this off market property and schedule this contractor and then I don't, that's what you're going to be remembered for. I think that is such valuable information. And we were just talking about that with Tyler who helps me out with some things. I'm helping him make some phone calls and I'm like, don't tell people you're going to call them back tomorrow. And he's like, well, why? I'm like, because the chances of you forgetting to do that are high. Say, I'll try to call you back in the next few days. Yeah. Because you never committed to anything. Yes. And they're going to remember that you didn't commit, but they're going to remember and call you a liar if you didn't deliver on whatever you said yeah. you're going to deliver on. Under deliver over. Wait. Over promise, under deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under promise, over wait, deliver. Wait, wait, no. Under promise. Oh, under promise, over, over deliver. deliver. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> I think the first one will get you screwed. Just right? another slogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dollar sandwich <laughs> we're hey, over promise and under deliver yeah i think that's important so that so as a woman don't set limitations on yourself and what about real estate do you see yourself getting in any other career fields um no i mean maybe what's one thing that we don't know about you that we should know about you I had a pet chinchilla. You had a pet chinchilla. What happened to him? Uh, my pet chinchilla. <laughs> God. Um, well, I, I wanted a pet chinchilla. And the reason I got a pet chinchilla is because I, a boy I was talking to in high school had one. And ah, so I thought if starts I early. had a chinchilla, he would also want to talk to me. And um, that didn't work. So I got stuck with the chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was worthless. Because <laughs> the yeah. reason for... That's understanding your why. Yeah. That is very important. I so didn't you're... want the chinchilla. I wanted the next object. Right. So <laughs> Not <that's>... object. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Whatever your name is, chinchilla man. <laughs> I still don't love you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's over you and the chinchilla's at a pet farm. <laughs> yeah. So um, I got my wisdom teeth taken out though. And my, I was crying, crying, crying afterwards. My mom asked why I was crying. I said, because I want a chinchilla so bad. So she bought me a chinchilla for Christmas. <laughs> And then the chinchilla I would let out and it got out of my house and it got into the air ducts, ended up in the basement. We found it three days later, still alive. And then after a few years of having, I think out of five years, um, we gave it to a friend that has a petting farm zoo. They like have like all kinds of exotic animals. And do you have any other animals right now? Yes. What do you got? I have three cats and a dog. And you love them all? I love them so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love them, but not their hair. Uh, animals are great, but yeah. they can be a pain in the butt if you want to keep uh, clothing yeah. hairless. I know my wife's always complained about our dog, but all right. Well, I appreciate you coming yeah, on the show. You. I appreciate you spending all your time and giving us a lot of good information. I enjoyed it. And, Absolutely. And uh, I guess if you enjoyed it, give us a five star review. And if you didn't, keep your mouth shut and don't do nothing <laughs> and share this video with a friend. Peace. Thank you.